Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease. Here's your host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. This is episode 40, celebrating life milestones amidst toxicity. So as I was preparing this episode, I was thinking, okay, this is episode 40. I'm 40 years old and I've lost over 40 pounds so far. So 40, 40, 40. It's interesting how that worked out. So I'm down 40 pounds and I have 60 more to go. On top of that, my bankruptcy is officially over. It's listed as completed. And all I'm doing now is waiting for the official discharge. When it's discharged, that's it. I am done with it. This is September. And for the first time in 60 months, five years, half a decade, however you want to say it, I don't owe the court any money. The money that I've been sending to the court for the past five years, now I can do whatever I want with it. What a freeing thought. And it is a time to celebrate. So now the issue is, what if you're in a place where you don't feel like celebrating? You're in the midst of something. My philosophy on that is, if you don't feel like celebrating, don't. If you don't feel like being happy, don't try to force yourself to be happy. If anyone who's been listening to my podcast for any length of time, know that I'm like that. That I don't like to pretend to be something. If I'm not happy, I'm not going to try to force myself to be happy. If I don't feel like smiling, I don't force myself to smile. Generally speaking, anyway, there are these things called seasons in life. You remember that song, Turn, Turn, Turn? Uh, What's the name of that band? I think it was The Birds. I think that's how you pronounce it. B-Y-R-D-S, I guess. But it came out in like the 1960s or something like that. And the lyrics go like this, to everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, 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 and a time to every purpose under heaven. And then they go on a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal, and then on and on it goes. But that song is actually from the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible. Now, this is one of those obscure books that most people have probably never heard about, presumably written by King Solomon himself, considered to be the wisest man on earth and the richest man at that time. And if you read Ecclesiastes, this is really depressing. I mean, there, there's, it's only 12 chapters. It's not a long book. But the first 11 chapters, Solomon talks about the pursuit of riches, the pursuit of edu- the pursuit of knowledge, the pursuit of X, Y, and Z, all meaningless because we all die in the end. And so at some point he says, look, there's a, there's a season to everything. There's a time to love, a time to hate, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to dance, a time to be happy, a time to mourn, you know, on and on it goes. But the point is there are seasons to life. Just like when I talked about before, I lost over 40 pounds, but that's because I gained 100 of it. Again, many of you longtime listeners know my story, but for those of you who don't, very quickly, it was just emotional eating as a result of a couple of things. Being in the midst of a toxic situation, when I was an 18-hour drive away from home, I was basically isolated from my family, and then dealing with the death of my mother, writing my dissertation. I was 
in the last two years of my, my PhD program. I mean, it was like the perfect storm of things that could have gone wrong with me at that time. I can remember times being in the lab at three o'clock in the morning, working on some samples because I was asked to do something that my colleagues doing very similar things would never do. And being out there until like seven o'clock in the morning and I looked out the window, I said, the sun is coming up. I took a nap on the couch that was in the lobby of the women's bathroom and then something woke me up and it was the sound of someone getting out of the elevator. It was just the door opening because my sleep was that shallow. And so I'm running on probably like 30 minutes of sleep for another workday. I didn't even have a chance to go home and take a shower. And so during that ordeal, no, I did not feel like celebrating at that time. It's not like, oh, I'm in this lab at three o'clock in the morning. Man, my life is so awesome. I'm, I'm dealing with the death of a loved one. Yes, this is amazing. I'm putting up with academic bullying, spectacular. I have to spend a good chunk of my paycheck to the bankruptcy court. Oh, my life is just so wonderful. No, of course I'm not like that. And I don't think anybody is. But even in the midst of all that, at some point, there was that season of feeling down. There was that season of feeling angry. There was that season of feeling sad. But somewhere in the midst of all that, I did have a reason to celebrate. I said, look, I'm getting an education. And the government was paying for it. You know, I came out of graduate school with no student loan debt as a result. So I can say that. Yes, there are some terrible things that happen, but there's some good things that happen. Now, which brings me to another point. When you look at what was going on, you said, well, Dr. Shayla, it doesn't seem like you got really a bad deal if you got your doctorate and the government paid for it, to which I would agree. You know, I, I said at one point, I almost quit the program because it was just weighing down on me. But there is a novelist by the name of J.A. Ritmersky. I think she's been on the New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal bestseller list. And she says, just because one person's problem is less traumatic than another's doesn't mean they're required to hurt less. Let me say that again. Just because one person's problem is less traumatic than another's doesn't mean they're required to hurt less. And I had someone tell me that and they said, you know, Shayla, things could be worse. And I agree, they definitely can be, especially when you compare what I've been through to say someone like Viktor Frankl, who was a Holocaust survivor and he wrote his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Basically what I went through is nothing compared to what he went through. But all I'm saying here is when you're experiencing something, yes, there is someone who's probably has it worse than you do, but that does not negate your experience. It does not negate my experience. Just because someone is going through something more doesn't mean I hurt less. So you may be in that season where you are hurting. You may be in that season where nothing seems to be going right for you. You know, I look back on a few things and I realize that there were some things that I wanted to happen. I wanted them to happen so badly and they didn't. And I was just so disappointed. It, it almost shook up my faith. It, it, it really tested me. But now looking back on it, I realized, you know what? That's probably the best thing that ever could have happened. I'm glad that didn't work out. And how do you know if it's for the best well, you probably don't in the moment, perhaps years from now, you might look back on something and realize, you know, I'm glad that didn't work out. You know, I'm glad that I didn't get that job. I mean, I, I really wanted the job. I really wanted to work, but maybe it just wasn't the right time. Or if you were in the beginning of a relationship and you were thinking about 
you know, wanting to spend your life with someone and it didn't work out for whatever reason. And you look back and said, that was a really good thing. And I've had that experience too. So what's the takeaway here? It's okay to be happy, but we're not going to be happy all the time. It's okay to be angry, but we're not meant to be angry all the time. You know, I've said before, way back when I was talking about the episode on healing the hurt, when dealing with uh, toxicity, and I specifically said, if you're, if you're writing and keeping a journal, don't censor your thoughts. Don't be afraid of where your mind goes because, you know, I can, I'm willing to bet a year's worth of my salary. There's probably someone else on this earth, at least one other person who's had similar thoughts. We've all had dark thoughts. Okay. I'm not saying be happy about the fact that you have dark thoughts, but acknowledge that you do have them and then move on from that. It's almost like meditation when you're acknowledging that you're having these thoughts, but you're not judging them. You know, I said, oh my gosh, what a terrible person I am for thinking this. I've said before, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest in your hair. These thoughts are common to the human experience. We have these thoughts. We all have these thoughts, but the issue comes from how you dwell on them. Do you dwell on them? Do you start to, hmm, yes, you know, I would love to do this terrible thing that I'm thinking about doing to this other person. That's when it starts to become an issue. You know, we look at these thoughts, we look at anger, we look at sadness in a negative light. And if channeled incorrectly, yes, they can be, but it's part of our human experience. You notice I'm not really talking a lot about celebrating, and that's because I just want to get across that there are times when you won't feel like celebrating. That's all I'm saying. So when those times come, embrace them. Don't kick yourself because you had a negative thought or because you got angry or because you got sad. We live in a society that says, keep a stiff upper lip. Don't be sad. Don't be mad. No, that that's not realistic. When I was dealing with grief, my family member said, Shayla, just don't think about it. Just focus on your dissertation. Man, that was terrible advice. Now, was that intentionally bad advice? No, they were telling me basically what society tells them. Don't try to think about it, you know, try to push it out of your head. And I am totally against that. That's the wrong approach. I believe in facing it because if I don't face it, then, you know, it's just going to fester and it'll be a problem later on. It's not a comfortable thing to face these emotions, but when you do, it gives you a chance to celebrate after the fact. Okay, I'm going through a period where I'm angry, but I won't stay angry. At some point, I will be at peace. If I'm going through a period when I'm sad, I won't stay sad. At some point, I'll be happy and I can celebrate that. That's all I'm saying here. I'm not saying in the midst of if you're in an abusive situation to be happy about that. No, quite the contrary. If someone is bullying you, whether it's a boss, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend or whomever it is, that that's not the time to celebrate. That's the time to deal with the situation. But after it's over, you can celebrate. Hey, I got over this. You don't have to sit up here and pretend like you're in the building and it's just crumbling around you and you're smiling. Oh, everything's great. No, get out of the building, save your life and then celebrate once you're out. We don't, you know, don't try to pretend if, you know, it's, it's like, I don't feel like celebrating. They don't, I don't feel like being happy. They don't be face those emotions, but you don't have to stay there. Staying in that lab, when I was in the lab at three o'clock in the morning, that was temporary. I made that, I made that determination that this is not meant to be a permanent thing. I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. I'm not staying out here at three o'clock in the morning and then I'm out here to seven, the sun's coming up I, and work starts at eight 
and I don't have time to go home and shower or do any of that stuff. No, that's, that's not a long-term thing, but guess what? Here I, here I am almost that, that was almost 20 years ago. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but I can celebrate. I'm not finished losing all the weight I need to lose because of all the weight I gained from, you know, overeating and emotional eating. I'm not done with that, but I lost 40 pounds. Hey, let's celebrate. Let's just take a little pause. And I don't mean go out and pick out on strawberry cheesecake ice cream, although I would love to do that, but why, why dig myself a deeper hole? And that, yeah, I spent five years paying money to a bankruptcy court, but now I'm done. The five years are over. I started in 2013, it's 2018, it's over. And now I can say, okay, I made some dumb financial decisions that got me in that mess in the first place, but now I don't have to put myself in that position anymore. I can be more discerning when it comes to finances because I never, ever want to go through that again. One of my colleagues said, hey, Dr. Williams, I'm thinking about filing bankruptcy. What do you think? I said, don't do it. Don't do it. If you can avoid it, don't. Only as a last resort. And even then try to find another way. What can I say? I wish I hadn't, but I did. But it's over and I can celebrate. All right. So what is it in your life that you're going through? It might not be that season for you to celebrate. It may be that season for you to buckle down and deal with whatever it is you have to deal with. And during the time that I've been on hiatus, I've gotten a lot of emails. One recent from someone who's dealing with the boss. It's a a company in Great Britain with no HR department and this person's being bullied. And the question was, how do I separate my emotions out of this? And I'm going to deal with that in the next episode. So if you're in that season of celebration, embrace it. Whether you're turning 40, whether you're turning 50, whether you're turning uh, 62, whatever it is. Okay. Another year gone. You know, I have my students do this exercise. I have them Google your life in boxes. And there's this uh, chart that comes up and it's basically 90 boxes. Each box represents a year of your life because on average, you know, 80 years, give or take, but let's say 90. And then you have nine rows with 10 boxes each. So of course, each row represents a decade. Now at 40, I've I've darkened in like 40 boxes. And when you look at this thing, you realize, wow, I don't have a lot of boxes left. And that's assuming I live to see an old age. Anything can happen at any time. So you look at that, it's like, well, Dr. Williams, that doesn't sound like anything I'd celebrate. Well, if there's anything I can celebrate is that I managed to live this long. Some of my classmates are dead. I think uh, out of my class, the first one to die died when she was 22. I was in graduate school at the time. And then another one of my classmates was mowing the lawn in his uh, front yard and he just collapsed and apparently had a massive heart attack. And then there was another classmate. I was shocked to see her name. I'm like, wait, she's gone. What happened? I mean, I never found out what happened. I remember when I turned 30 and you know, I, I was celebrating my 30th birthday. And so a couple walked up to me and said, oh, you turned 30. My, our daughter's turning 30 this year and she's depressed. What words of wisdom do you have? You know, I wanted, I wanted to say, tell her to get over it. That's what I wanted to say. But I told them what my dad told me when he turned 70 and I asked him the same question. I said, Hey, Hey dad, uh, do you feel depressed? He said, beats the alternative. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. I said, when I turned 40, people say, are you depressed? I said, well, it beats the alternative. And that's when I told, and that's exactly what I told them. I said, consider the alternative. And if, and if you don't believe me, go to kids cancer network or Google that. And then you'll go to this website where it's 
parents soliciting prayers for their children. You're talking about infants who aren't even a year old yet, who are already having body parts removed because of some rare aggressive form of cancer. Now, let me read this quote again. Just because one person's problem is less traumatic than another's doesn't mean they're required to hurt less. I'm not saying that this should guilt trip you into feeling good about yourself. Like I said, don't force yourself if you don't feel that way, but it does put things in perspective. Celebrate the small wins, celebrate the big wins. If you're not in that season in your life where, where you don't feel like celebrating, don't force yourself to celebrate. Don't do it. Focus on dealing with the situation at hand. And when it's over, you can look back and say, okay, I'm glad that's over. And I would encourage you to do that life in box experiment. Look at those boxes. And when you start filling them in and you realize, wow, yeah, there aren't a lot of boxes. There are there. Nope. And it helps to put things in perspective. So whether you're celebrating 40 or 50 or 60 or 70, whatever it is. And if you're getting out of, let's say you're, you're going through a divorce and you're getting out of a bad relationship or you're in a toxic situation and you're out of it, that it helps to really focus and say, okay, I didn't like what that, I didn't like what happened. I didn't like being in a lab at three o'clock in the morning. I didn't like having to mourn far, so far away from my family. I didn't like gaining all that weight. I didn't like my blood pressure going up to 200 to 100. I didn't like my blood sugar going up to 400. If, if, if I learned anything from that bankruptcy is I'm a lot more discerning financially. If I learned anything from that emotional eating is to focus on a good diet, like a whole food plant-based diet or something like that, whatever it is that I learned something from these dark experiences, regardless of whether someone has it worse than I do, it's my experience and I own it and I can celebrate that fact. Okay. So until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the toxic people detox. Dot com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.